I'm Lizanne Flynn. I'm a master healer who works with all earthlings to reunite them within themselves and with each other, regardless of the dimension they're currently in. Meaning, I'm a medium as well as an animal communicator, medical intuitive, and channel for all beings. I use the tools of shamanic journeying and soul retrieval to support animals and humans as they heal from past trauma. I'm certified as a Reiki master teacher and as a canine massage therapist. This is the Animals I View podcast. I may have mentioned in previous podcasts that I live in the state of Colorado, where I was born, as a matter of fact. A meme came across my Facebook feed earlier this week that I think pretty much says it all. This is from Twitter user at Flickrbock, B-O-C-K. Quote, Columbine High School, Deer Creek Middle School, Aurora Theater, Arapaho High School, Thornton Walmart, STEM School, Boulder King Supers, all since I was in high school and all within 20 miles of me and my family. I'm sick of this S-word. I think that kind of says it all right, even if you don't live in a state whose mass shootings make it the fourth in the nation. Your heart may have been broken as well, coming so soon after the murders in Georgia. And it's why I wanted to talk a little bit about how animals perceive our violence against each other and how animals perceive our aggression against each other. And of course, one of the best ways to enter into that is from their perspective and as a matter of fact, from our perspective as well. Because as we share the earth with animals, we somehow have formed the perspective that they know nothing of our lives, our cultures, our belief systems, our our everything. Why? Because we perceive them to be that way, ultimately thinking that they have no ability to understand or even comprehend who and how we are. And of course, nothing could be further from the truth. As Chief Joseph from the Nez Pierce, and I've quoted him often, says, every animal on the planet knows more than you do. They're more than willing to share if we would just ask them. I, I would love to ask them, and I think, it, I think it would be important for us to ask them, how do you how do you stay so balanced with each other? How, how do you embrace such phenomenally amazing diversity, how how they choose to honor the predator and the prey relationship, which of course is the very thing that turned us away from them in the beginning because we perceived it to be violent. Because we said as a species and as as a collective awareness, oh no, no, we can't possibly, oh no, that's 
those are the animals, the animals who are beneath us and the animals who practice such acts of violence against each other. Because, of course, we thought we were better. We thought we knew more. And we think we know everything about them, or most things anyway. And we love that this relationship is somewhat imbalanced knowledge-wise, because it activates in part our dual status as predator-prey, emphasis on the predator part, when we perceive knowledge as power, and that that's partly the reason why we study them all quite literally at times to death, because we perceive what we don't know about, we don't have control over, and that, of course, activates the other side of our dual status as predator and prey, that being the prey part. And as well, when we do find ourselves interacting with them where that status is more of a level playing field, say, swimming in an ocean or out in the wild, all of a sudden their very fierce protective reaction slash response against our lack of respect for them, their young, our intrusion into their territory is rife with all kinds of victimhood themes. We were attacked. We were innocent, Your Honor. Truly, we were. No, we were just ignorant enough to believe that our will was paramount above theirs in our right to be wherever the heck we wanted to be at that moment in time. And we were ignorant enough, again, to not learn to be partner with them and understand on this planet of duality, an overabundance of light is just as dangerous as too much shadow. Although, again, we would perceive it to be different than that. And it's, it's really this fierce reaction slash response that we often categorize as aggression. Because it's defensive in nature. Its roots are either in fear or pain. And because it's defensive, we put it under the definition of aggression, again, from the human-centric point of view, which is, and I'll read the definition in part, a forceful action or procedure, such as an unprovoked attack, especially when intended to dominate or master. Second meaning, the practice of making attacks or encroachments, especially unprovoked violation by one country of the territorial integrity of another. And then finally, hostile, injurious, or destructive behavior outlook, especially when caused by frustration. And we, we get thrown into this reactive mode ourselves and have our own reaction, not response, to what's incoming and perceiving it to be aggressive as in intending to cause harm because we tend to, in our own uniquely human way, respond with aggression. Because we're not clear, we don't see clearly what's coming at us, that this is a defensive, this is either fear or pain. And this response with aggression, which we alone as a species, in my perception, are capable of, as witnessed by the aggressive murder of 10 souls in human experience this past Monday at a grocery store in Colorado, 
where I live. And here's the thing about reactivity, though, and where the violent nature of it that we perceive, keyword perceive, is very different from sustained planned aggression. Which is truly why one of my pet peeves, no pun intended, that will work me up pretty quick, is when any animal is labeled as aggressive. It is simply impossible energetically for them to be that way. It is always reactive slash responsive. Not so with humans. It's in the intention of the animal to act big and scary and fierce because they themselves are fearful or in pain. And because they're in pain, they're also fearful. So you you see how this works. And that doesn't mean, of course, that beings in human experience can also be reactive. If you look beneath the surface of any, air quotes, reactive behavior on the part of a being in human experience, you may very well find a deep, deep wound in need of healing. Because this individual has learned to bark or bite first and ask questions later. Everything lies in the intention behind the action, which is why it's important to understand the violence differential between reaction and aggression. Violence is defined as the use of physical force so as to injure, abuse, damage, or destroy. If you were going to be eaten by another predator, say a mountain lion or a shark, you would be, plain and simple, and all depending upon how hungry their bodies were. Your body may or may not be played with in order to satisfy their hunting instinct of catching your body over and over and over again, yet the intention would not be to injure, abuse, damage, or destroy. When the fatal blow is struck, it's always lightning fast. It's always very, very quick. Watch any nature show out there. There will be a moment of surrender on the part of the prey, and at times there may be a release of the hunt on the part of the predator. It is the dance between them that we judge, and it is the partnership that we fail to see when we label their behavior as both violent and or aggressive. And in the case of their reaction slash response born out of fear or pain, their desire is to protect first and ask questions later. Certainly in the case of dogs, the majority of them have at least three to four levels of accelerating warnings about their fear reaction to your actions. Same goes with cats. You might get a a bat with a paw closed. Then you might get a bat with a paw open with or without claws that followed by a hiss, a growl, then ultimately a bite. Other animals will make all kinds of noise in advancing actions. And depending upon where you violated that line of territorial energy, it is directly proportional to their response to your actions. And yes, if physical defense is called for, it will be meted out. It is, however, not aggression because of the violence differential in the seat of intention behind the reaction response. 
The type of sustained aggression that is born out of rage, a desire to hurt, maim, injure, or kill, belongs to our species alone. To be clear, animals, of course, have the call and response to the emotional messengers the body sends out all the time. Their physical forms, for the most part, are no different than ours. They have skeletal structure, they have nervous system, they have muscle tissue, they have blood, they have circulatory systems. It's all pretty much the same. They do, however, understand what it is to be judicious and how they respond, and they respect the balance of all earthly experiences being dependent upon each other for survival. We apparently do not. At least, that's how the animals see it. Thanks for listening today. Leave a review if you're so inspired and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. I offer all new clients a free 15-minute consultation. Reach out if you think I can be of service via www.lazanflynn.com. Come and find me on social media, Facebook, Twitterverse, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I invite you to sign up for my quarterly newsletter on my website, where I also post notices for upcoming events, such as new classes and online psychic fairs. This has been the Animal's Eye View podcast. I'll see you next time. Thank you.